Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Everybody to Marianne live on Marianne Camarado, and I am sincerely, genuinely thrilled that you are here for so many different reasons. One, if you're a returning guest, we wouldn't have a show without you. So we just want to say, and with you know great um, abandon, as they might say, um, we really are truly blessed to have you choose to tune in week after week um, to Marianne Live because seriously, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be any fun if I were just talking to myself. <laughs> and more importantly than that, like I always say, great relationships begin within and we are a relationship hub. If you're just joining us for the first time and wondering what the heck is going on over here, we are devoted, my team and I, to bringing you um, tools, skills, and practices that help you attract and create and cultivate healthy, fulfilling relationships. And in the four areas that we call the four hungers, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with a partner, your relationship with community, and your relationship with the divine. And that's the topic that we're going to be exploring today, that quadrant of your experience, which is your relationship with spirituality. Um, I don't know if any of you are out there online dating or are single, and it certainly applies to folks in relationship as well, but spirituality um, and relationship go hand in hand. Our relationship with God, whether it is a good relationship, a bad relationship, a non-existent relationship, we are at all times in some kind of relationship with something bigger than us. And for the purposes of this hour, I'm going to throw that out there as a catch-all for spirituality and your relationship with something bigger or greater than you. For some folks, it might be religious practice. For others, it'll be a spiritual practice. For others, it could be personal development. Wherever you fall on the spectrum, this hour, we're going to be talking with our guest and our author, Kamaria Powell. She's written a book called What the F is Enlightenment, an apt title for many of us who have, uh, whether you've been on the path a really long time or just exploring your, your relationship with spirituality, what does that even mean? We're going to be talking about that this hour and our relationship with spirituality. Before we get there... Let's do what I love to do and invite everyone to do at the top of the hour, and that is cultivate and or deepen your own practice. And one of the ways we can do that is by getting present. If you've never heard of that term before, which um, could possibly be the case, uh, presencing is just sort of arriving fully right into this moment with consciousness. 
for everybody else who has their own working definition and presencing or getting present and you're already starting to do that or you're already present, that's awesome. And for the rest of us, like myself, who are a little slower and spend a lot of time up and out into my fantasy reality, <laughs> getting present is not always easy, right? So one of the ways I like to invite you to do it, wherever you're at, is to find your breath. Notice where your breath is in your body. We reside in this temple, in this body, moving around, breathing in and out all day long. We don't have to do anything about it. It's autonomic. It happens without our request for the most part, for most people. If you are on assisted breathing right now, we send you every blessing and we ask you to bring attention to what that's like for you in this moment. As you come into full presence, for some people it is a gift that is not escaping their awareness that taking a breath is a blessing. For the rest of us, that's, we're trying to get there. We're trying to get to that presence awareness. So just noticing where your breath is in your body. Noticing if there's a change in your breathing pattern as you bring awareness to your breath. Noticing your feet, your seat, and your breath. Coming more fully into this moment. You might even notice, wow, that kind of feels nice. I don't know about you, but my earlobes and my uh, shoulders disconnect, right? <laughs> I get you know, really excited or into whatever I'm doing or anxious or whatever, and I my shoulders start to rise up. And in this moment, you can maybe just let your shoulders go, let your jaw relax, let your teeth part in your mouth, letting your tongue relax in the bottom part of your mouth. There you go, and your nervous system starts to auto-regulate and then allows you to choose where you place your attention. So that was a very simple way of getting present. The next thing we might want to do is get grateful, something that Kamaria talks about in her book as well. It's a, a way to be in relationship with the world that is expanded and connected. And it's not an easy thing for a lot of us to do. We feel underneath it. We feel we're in survival mode because it's true. We might be dealing with illness of ourselves, a loved one, children, finances, career, academia. Whatever your concerns are, personal relationships, they can be overwhelming and trying to find our way to gratitude sometimes is a sludge. It's like moving through quicksand, sometimes crawling through glass. And we're resistant because we've got stuff over here that, are, that we're sincerely trying to deal with. And here's the thing. If you just find one memory of when you felt grateful, how life starts to loosen up, right? Your body starts to get more open. And we make room for magic to happen, for us to hear life talking to us when we're all closed up and focused and really stressed we can't hear we can't get the lifeline so gratitude is a way for us to expand our perception and be in 
what the Buddhist community would call right relationship with yourself and the world. So here's how I would invite you to do that. Uh, finding a portal to gratitude could be as simple as considering who helped make it possible for you to do what you're doing right now. You know, wherever you live, who helped make that possible? Who built the home or the dwelling that you live in? What about the food that you ate or are eating or going to eat? How many people did it take to cultivate that food getting to you? Don't forget yourself, by the way, in this equation. And find some opening, the clothes on your back, the food in your belly, the electronic device, and just spend a moment or two really sitting with, wow, the one, ten, hundreds, thousands of other sentient beings that devote their time to helping you do what you do. You are not alone. You are not alone. And see if that helps cultivate some gratitude. And if you already know this, I don't know about you, but I can't be reminded enough. You know, I'm a know-it-all trying to quit. Trying to quit, right? Seeing if I can stay open or get more open. What would that be like to get more grateful? So, again, just finding your way here, presence, breathing in and out, the gift of life, and seeing if we can be grateful in this moment as we start to turn our attention towards the folks who make this program possible. We want to send them a little love. Healthy Life.net Radio, for example, helps bring us positive talk radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. My boss had a vision, and she and her partner, Jay Cruz are bringing it to us. This is their devotion, day in and out, come what may, making it possible for us to talk about this subject matter, positive talk, right? Instead of the sensationalism, right? The, all the different kinds of news, the alternative truths, fake news, the real news, the, you know, We've got something else possible here. We're so grateful to them. Also, the um, One World Children's Fund.org, if you're online, they're united people to improve the lives of children affected by poverty. They envision a world where we act together as a global community to ensure all children have education, health care, and a safe home. Also, the National Action Organization makes this show possible. They are committed to changing the way our culture values each other. Check them out online, N-A-C-T-I-O-N.org. 100% of the proceeds for both of those organizations goes to programming just like this. And at the local level here, for the last 11 years, the Open Secret Bookstore in San Rafael, California, they've got the latest in meditation and revelation and all that good stuff. Uh, you could find a copy of Kamaria's book probably at some point in Open Secret Bookstore. And for those of us, we love the brick and mortar. We want to walk in and smell books, touch books. I don't know about you, but I love that. Nothing like picking up a book. I'm old school. You know, I, I don't really love the, uh, I don't even know what they're called, the little black blueberry or the uh, something thing that you swipe left and right with your book. I don't even know what it's called. Someone will tell me. Somebody's going to send me a text and go, please, you can't think that name. I'll think of it later. But the point is, is if you love books, you love to hold them, however you get them, that's what we're talking about here on Marian Live. And our guest today, Kamaria Powell, who's written a beautiful piece of art for us what the f is enlightenment is the title of her book right yes. if you yeah if you've never felt like religion was right for you you're not alone 
Maria Powell has written a book for us. She was born and raised in the dynamic urban community of Boston, Massachusetts. She's got a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's in education. And uh, following her postgraduate studies, she began teaching for Boston Public Schools. And although she faced a lot of challenges in her life, she managed to overcome them through finding this unique spiritual identity, what she's going to share with us today. In true teacher fashion, she desires to reveal what she's learned over the years by sharing her experience in her new book. In her new book, and she's with us today. Kamaria, we're so glad you're here. I am so happy to be here as well. It's been an amazing experience. I love that opening that you just did with the breathing and the um, presence, finding the presence. That really just helped me. So thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. I need it too. Everything. Yes. Day, you know. Like, yes. It's always I, I love, necessary. Exactly. Someday I'm going to find the community that inspired me to do that. But I heard about 20 years ago there's a culture uh, in Africa somewhere where when people come together, they actually say to each other, are you here? And if the person mm. says, yeah, right? And if the person says, I'm not here yet, the other person says, I'll wait. Wow. I'll Isn't wait. that something? Isn't that gorgeous? <laughs> and, and, uh, and allowing the space and, you know, the waiting time also, if you're not here to, to allow you to be yeah. here, you know? Right. That's that's amazing. Yeah, so many of us are busy multitasking and driving and fretting and dealing and coping. It's like, just for this moment, let's get here right. together. So, right on. I love that you love that. And we're glad that you yes. made time for us to tell us about your very unique and important journey. Uh, we're going to be talking about enlightenment, spirituality, the very light topic that so many of us love to bring up, yet where, I don't know, because most of us are exposed to it early on. Tell us about your background and how you came to, to religion and spirituality. Yes, so I was raised um, in a Pentecostal household, so my early childhood memories are of going to church often, <laughs> maybe three or four times during the week. Um, you know, definitely on Sundays, um, it was a little bit strict for me in my household. You know, you couldn't do certain things, couldn't wear certain things. Um, and so I, I continued in that faith up until I was about, um, I would say teenage years. <laughs> 16, 17 was the time where I started to like kind of question my faith a little bit more and just wanted to expand and research and find out about other religions and other belief systems. So I was raised by my mother as a Pentecostal, and then as my father, my father, who is very, like, um, non-traditional and not so much um, into religion, but definitely into spirituality, um, I was able to draw from his belief systems as well in order to create my own unique um, spiritual identity. Mm -hmm. How'd that go over with your mom, Kamaria? So it's, it's, it's different because although my mom was very, um, for many years, she was very committed to the church and to the, um, her religion, eventually she did kind of um, fall out of it herself. And so around the time that I started to do my exploring of it, she had kind of let go of it on her own as well and so it wasn't so much of like a judgment or a negative thing that I was beginning to explore out on my own um, she kind of was doing her own searching and um, also I share in my book that my mom also 
ended up suffering from a mental illness that also kind of halted her her um, steps in religion a bit. So this was more of like um, an, a unique experience for myself in that I didn't necessarily have the support from my mom with it, but at the same time, um, she wasn't rejecting of it either. Right, right. That makes yeah. a big difference, you know, because yeah. sometimes some of us are brought up in very, very dogmatic religious um, situations right. and right. you know so we'll, we'll split off in, in, in rebellion uh, but to have support or at least a neutral place right right that, uh, that exactly. really honors yeah that sounds like honored your your quest uh, to an interior place uh, l- let's talk about the difference between religion versus spirituality sounds like it's really mm-hmm. straightforward, but it, but it's not for a lot of us. What do you think about that? And what what do you think the difference differences are? For me personally, I think religion kind of gives you um, one way to access God or access the divine, and I think that spirituality is really finding your own unique way, your unique pathway to the divine. So, although many people ascribe to religion to do that for them. I think spirituality, you kind of can explore many different options. There, is really, there really isn't like a set rules or a set path to spirituality, which is what I love. Um, it's more individual-based as opposed to what the community is saying or um, their philosophy. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I view it as a corporation. Yeah. Primarily, there, there's separation yeah. there. And, and so let's talk about some of the ways that you felt like religion wasn't serving you and mm-hmm. probably were springboards or entrees into creating a, a relationship with the divine uh, in a more spiritual way. Well, how did religion fail you or, or start to wear on you? And you talk about there's a really an interesting split between the sort of the, the light and dark sides that we're going to get to as well, the sort of the, mm-hmm. the angel and devil kind of archetypes. But... But, but how mm-hmm. was that for you? So let's talk about some of those differences and, and you know, where religion started to, you know, not really serve you. For me, I felt like I was always, even though I was raised in the church, I always had that question of, like, uh, I couldn't see, like, an all-loving God sentencing people to hell for an eternity mm-hmm. or, you know, for something that they might have did wrong or a mistake that they might have made. And, or the fact that they don't believe the same religion as you. And that never sat right with me. And I remember always pondering that as a question is like, ah, the judgment of it is like, oh, okay, there's just mm-hmm. this, you know, this straightforward right and wrong. And if you, if you don't follow that path, then you're doomed to hell while you're, you know, right. the, the fear component that I, that I find in my religion was always present. It was always this fear component. And that, to me, made me feel like I needed to explore something more than that because it didn't give me all the answers. It seemed very um, contrast. It was a huge contrast to me there, and I and I felt like this couldn't have been telling me the whole story. I need to go out and and explore and do my research of you know the history of the church and all of that mm-hmm. in order to get the full picture. Um, and so that's where I kind of began exploring on my own. It was just that, you know, that feeling of constant guilt, constant shame, constant judgment, constant fear, 
because I'm not living up to a specific standard that mm-hmm. I felt like the church mm-hmm. wanted of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, like, my mom wasn't either. I mean, like, I write about in my book, you know, she's a single woman with five children and, and going through the stresses of her life and dealing with the mental illness on top of that is like she didn't quite fit in either, but she, she really felt like that's where she needed to be at the time because it was the right thing to do. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times those judgments and having, you know, people look down on you for whatever choices you've made in your life, it doesn't help the situation. It makes it worse a lot of the mm-hmm. time. So Come on, that was my... Uh-huh. No, right. sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say that was just my way of transitioning out of is just there has to be something beyond the fear and the judgment piece. Yeah. I love that. And you do write about that in your book. If you're just joining us, Kamari has written a book for us, What the F is Enlightenment. And uh, we're talking with Kamari Powell this hour about that. We're going to go to break right now. When we come back, I'm going to... Ask Maria about what she thinks about the parallels between the patriarchy and having a masculine gender ruler of the church and if that was an influence and, and how that affects all of us. We return right here on Mary Live. Back in just a minute. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've We've ordered ordered No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. 
music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We're with Kamaria Powell. She's written a book, What the F is Enlightenment, which is something a lot of us want to know about. We're talking about how Kamaria got here from her background steeped in religious views, making the break um, from her family's ideology as well, and to finding her own way into a spiritual uh, discipline, which she's going to share with us, and one that she's created herself. Uh, before we went to break, I was um, I mentioned that I was going to ask Kamaria about any influence or the impact of having sort of that, that male-influenced religion, which most of them are, right? The father, God, the man, and the absence of the feminine. And, and what would you say to that, Kamaria? How did that color at all or affect your choices to, to make a break from the church? Well, I have to be honest in saying that I didn't quite, um, like, think about that in depth until after I was out of the church and out of that dogmatic um, way of thinking. And so I was actually thrilled to under, to see how other religions really honored um, the feminine and the goddess and, and seeing that, you know, that God is really, can be considered both genders and, and it's not necessarily about, you know, the, the, the patriarchal way of, of viewing the world. I, I was really loving the fact that other religions embrace the, um, the goddess and the feminine. And so that was really inspiring to me and it was empowering to know that that, that existed elsewhere as well. Mm-hmm. Where did you notice it elsewhere in other religions, and, and which ones were you drawn to that embraced that feminine aspect? Um, I've seen it a lot in Hinduism. Um, mm-hmm. Many goddesses in Hinduism I thought was very beautiful for them to, to honor women in that way because I felt like in, in my religion, obviously, the, one of the first stories you see the fall of man being caused by a woman and, and you know, right. the curses that are laid upon the woman because of she brought the sin into the world and all of this. Had to blame somebody, um, right? Right, had to blame somebody. And so it was just like it was very refreshing to see that women can be powerful and be considered something as something um, beautiful that is meaningful to a religion, and I think that Hinduism definitely um, captures that in women. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, you know, we only have our own experience, but in your observation as an educator and um, being out in the world on this journey, do you think that spirituality is something we all crave, that it's inherent as a drive to sort of be uh, connected or aware of our connection with the divine? Absolutely. I think that is something that is innate within us. I think that it is, even though, you know, you might have people who are atheists or who don't believe in something higher, you know, than themselves, it's something that we crave in ways that we don't even understand, whether it's a relationship or identifying with your favorite, you know, basketball or football team. We always want to be a part of something greater, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that it, it, 
that presents itself in different ways for people. So, like, for some people, they might need to run out and attend a church. And for other people, they might need to spend a lot of time in nature. For some people, they may need to, you know, develop a, a program, a community um, amongst themselves. And, and so I think that is definitely something that is innate within us. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we are constantly seeking to reconnect, to reconnect within, you know, with something greater than ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because that's where we find, I feel like, we, we find our, um, like, the lasting presence thing that remains mm-hmm. after all is said and done. When you were coming up in the church, the Pentecostal mm-hmm. way, what were the parts that actually, um, that you took with you? You know, for example, if this, this, if this is innate in us, like I can remember as a kid, I used to really like to pray with my mom before I went to bed. It was very comforting and soothing, and it made me yeah. feel connected to something bigger than myself. Of course, that evolved over the years, but in, in your situation, how was that for you, and how did you, you know, yeah, what did you take with you, and where did you gain comfort um, during those earlier informative years? My main, the main thing that I felt like I took with me was basically, um, you know, the story of Jesus and and how he was really um, the epitome of, of showing how we can relate with each other and, and that love and that overall that love that we can share with each other and the peace. I think that that is the main thing that I, that I took um, from my religion. And obviously the, the belief in, in an overall presence, whether you want to call it God, the divine, you know, infinite being, whatever phrase you, name you put to it, it doesn't really matter. It's just, um, as the, the belief in that there is something greater. There is an overarching, um, source that we all are related to, that we all have within us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I love the stories of Jesus, um, I love the stories of him, you know, truly living the words of of love and peace and spreading that. And I think that that's something that, whether we follow Jesus or we follow that movement, it's something that we all can strive for. And and at the heart of most religions, you will find that basic, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. example of love and, and, and oneness that we all should cultivate in our lives. One of the things, thank you, one of the things you said that uh, we're going to move towards is that sort of that binary relationship we have or that dualistic relationship we have when we think of religion, right? Good and Mm -hmm. evil, right and wrong. And there's something that feels so confining about that for folks. I've heard this over the years. I've experienced it myself. It makes it feel impossible to sort of stay in that dogmatic kind of um, environment. You brought up the word judgment and fear. There's oppression, all of that. But there's, so there's something about spirituality seems more forgiving, more uh, inclusive, more connected. Talk about for you how, you know, that, that disparity between good and evil kind of pushed you into your spiritual your, or your longing for a more spiritual kind of relationship with the divine? Well, for me, I felt like despite I had many challenges in my life, right? My mom had a severe mental illness, schizophrenia. My father 
recovering drug dealer, and so I was always around a lot of things that could have been considered chaotic. And although there were times when I it did have its impact on me, I felt like I was able to pull a lot of great lessons from those things. And, and even the times that I did fall and I did make my mistakes, I was able to learn so much from those things that it made me think, like, okay, was the bad really bad and was, and what is the good? You know, like, it's mm-hmm. just like you start to see where the lines kind of blur and where it really becomes almost like how yin and yang is. It's like it's all one thing. And, and seeing that even though I went through many of those, you know, hard times in my life, I was able to pull out some really great lessons from it. It allowed me to see that there is so much good in the bad and that for me to reject it and put it off as something that is completely, you know, like wrong is not necessarily the way that we can learn the most from those experiences that we might classify as wrong or bad, you know. Um, And then beyond that, just thinking about, um, as I talk about in my book with the whole concept of good and evil coming into play in the beginning of the Bible. You know, a lot of the times we look at that story and we're thinking like, oh, you know, they disobeyed God and God sent them out of paradise. And that, um, you know, that's one way to look at it. But I, I tried to look at it as more of like, you know, the tree of good and evil, you eat from that tree, you're seeing the world in a dualistic way. You're seeing mm-hmm. the world as good and bad. Mm-hmm. So moving beyond that is to, to see that, there, you know, it's, right. it's all working for a greater good. That's right. We're going to break. We'll be back in mm-hmm. just a minute more with Kamaria Powell. What the F is enlightenment? We're going to talk about that and a program for living when we get back right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've We've ordered ordered No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for Us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships www.marianlive.com Core Certification Learning Tools to Attract, Build, and Sustain Great Relationships Also sign up for Marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the Northern California area www.marianlive.com 
What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Welcome back, everybody. Kamaria Powell is with us. She's written a book, What the F is Enlightenment? And we're going to ask that very question right now uh, and, and move into those deeper nuances of creating a spiritual practice and what that actually means. Maria, we have talked about religion, we've talked about spirituality, we've talked about your progression moving from one to the other. The title of your book, What the F is Enlightenment, what, what do you think it is and what isn't it? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so basically, um, as I talk about in my book, I feel like enlightenment is remembering who you are at your core. Um, it goes beyond, like, the external things, right? Like the the job you have, or the 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 um, your role as a mother, as a father, and all of those things. It goes really beyond that, and it, it's really who you are at your core, and remembering that in every single moment. So a lot of the times we have a lot of distractions going on. We have life happening, right? It happens to everybody, and we can fall out of that alignment. We can fall. We can forget who we are. We might think that we are those. You know, you might yell at somebody today and think, oh, I'm this horrible person because I yelled at somebody today or whatever the case may be. But it's really remembering that your truth is love, your truth is oneness, and that you that you always have that connection to the divine. We just often forget that. And mm-hmm. so for me, enlightenment is remembering that and trying to be conscious of that in every moment. Mm-hmm. And your book helps mm-hmm. us do that. It's broken down into chapters we're going to talk about at the, during the last segment. If you're just joining us, Kamaria Powell's written a book, What the F is Enlightenment, talking about her personal journey for going from a Pentecostal background uh, to some very serious challenges in her own life, questioning who is God, what is God, what am I doing here, and what does spirituality mean to me? And then the ultimate question, you know, what is enlightenment, which you so elegantly um, illustrated for us, finding the true core of who we are, our essential nature, as some people might say. Um, So during the break, you and I were talking about how it is that most of us come to spiritual practice, and let's just get down to it, which is you're on your hands and knees and you're begging for, oh, my God, please help me. Right? You might not be spiritual, but suddenly you start using and dropping the G word, right? <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. God help me. Oh, my God. Or, you know, we get spiritual pretty quick. We get religious pretty quick when we're in a jam, when we're in trouble. I mean, you know, many of us, men and women, can think of all kinds of issues. God, please let me get my period. Please let me get my <laughs> You know, how many times have women said that, right? Yes. You're not spiritual, and so you're thinking you might be going to have a baby. Or, you know, let me get that job. Please let that man or woman love me back. Um, 
please let the diagnosis not fall on the side of schizophrenia. Oh, my God, what am I going to do now? Please let my dad stay out of jail. Please let my dad go to jail. I mean, you know, <laughs> there are a myriad of situations that we are brought to our knees. Kamaria, let's talk about this because this is often the path that many of us take between religion and spirituality, and we become glued to whatever we imagine has helped us overcome these challenges. Let's talk about that. And, and in your own life, using some examples. Yeah, and I think that, I think for me, I was, you know, there was a time in my life when I, and I had to stop praying that the troubles would go away and just learn how to be in the moment and, and just absorb what I can from it as far as the lesson goes. And I think that a lot of the times we do find ourselves at that point where it's just like either we think that God is not with us because we're going through so much stuff that we feel like we feel alone and desperate mm-hmm. and it's just like how how could there be a God if I'm going through all right. of this thing, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. And so... And so a lot of the times we might feel like that or we feel like, okay, if if I do this, if I pray, it's always conditional. If I pray more, then I might get a blessing. Or if I, you know, right. if I go to church every Sunday, then I'm going to I'm going to reap the rewards. And so I think that eventually as your faith grows, you grow beyond that and you and you really begin to see that you are an expression of God. And that as you tap into your own divinity within yourself, not outside of yourself, because I think that that's where we kind of get hung up, right? There's something out there that's going to help me. But if you realize that everything that you need is right within you, then you can connect more meaningfully with everything around you, right? Then it, then it becomes not so much I'm alone, it's just that, no, I am. I am here, and I am here now, right? As opposed to to searching for something outside of yourself that may show up or may not show up. That's right. You wrote mm-hmm. in the front of each of your chapters. You write these beautiful and very personal poems. I'd like to read one now yeah. and maybe some more later. But just so folks know, we know that you know what it's like to be feeling like you are at the edge of existence. And this poem is just so gorgeous and deep. You say, I was born in the deepest of days and the darkest of nights. But that night, light shined bright and gave me life. New hope, new zeal, a dream for the future. I look around and think, damn, I am a new creature. But who am I to think that I'm so great? From dust I came and dust I'll remain. What a shame. I am the broken-hearted and restless night. I am the frightened child, deciphering wrong, wrong from right. I am the poor. I am the homeless. I am the streets. I'm the child losing focus. I'm the dream deferred. I'm the dream saved. I am the prisoner, locked, shackled, and caged. I am the hope, the free, and the brave. And just when I thought I'd lost my way, God shined his face and gave me grace. That is yes. so gorgeous. Tell us about Thank that you. poem and, and when you wrote that. That's the opening line 
lines of your book. So powerful. Yes. Um, I wrote that quite a while ago. It was a time, actually, I'm, a, I'm inspired by my dreams a lot, and sometimes I'll wake up from a dream and I just have to write, and this was one of those poems where that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also a time in my life when I was going through a lot. I had just started college, um, and my father was just sentenced to eight years of prison. Um, my mom was struggling and about to be evicted, and I was going through so much. And even though it was like, you know, I felt, obviously it's my parents, so I felt connected to that. I felt the shame. I felt the guilt. I felt all of it. And when writing this, it just reminded me that, you know, despite all of those things, that I am much more than my pain. I am much more than all of the the hurt that I had acquired through the years. And so it was really remembering that, you know, God is within me and that I can I can get past all of these things. Yeah. And so it's 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 seeing that yes, I am all of those things. I am the the the, the prisoner, I'm the I'm the child that's losing focus. I'm those things but I'm I'm also so much more than that too. And oh. so it's just finding the beauty in all of it. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that bridge between like you said it, God was out there, and then you had an awakening, and you are God. You are an expression of the divine. More when we get back right here on Marian Live, Kamaria Powell has written a book, What the F is Enlightenment? We're going to talk about her book, step-by-step, step, how you can help embellish, expand, begin, or whatever you need to help your spiritual life when we return right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've We've ordered ordered No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for Us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, Certificate of Responsible Relationships www.marianlive.com Core Certification Learning Tools to Attract, Build, and Sustain Great Relationships Also sign up for Marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the Northern California area www.marianlive.com 
What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, uh, we're sitting here talking about the big things now. Kamari and I, during the break, we're talking about, you know, we often come to spirituality because there's something pressing on us, something we're hungry for or some difficulty in life. There's nowhere else to turn. And then we start to deepen that relationship with God. Uh, it, it happens over time. Kamara, you were saying it's a process. You know, whatever is facing us, life is going to keep coming. Whether the cards turn out great this year or next week, it's going to change. The tide changes. Whether it's to yeah. you, your family, the, the, what's going on in the community, there's always going to be something. Kamaria, speak to this because this is so key to a spiritual journey. You know, it's really important for all of us to be reminded of and keep remembering. Right. I think that, you know, when we're on our spiritual path, sometimes people come into spirituality or they go into religion thinking that this is going to, you know, fix all of their troubles or erase all of their problems, and it's usually that's not usually the case. What you do learn how to do is learn how to, to navigate in a, in a more graceful way despite the storm, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the storm still could be going on, but you could still have that stillness and that peace within you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that to remember that your spirituality is a journey and not a destination will help lighten the load a bit more, you know, mm-hmm. to know that it's it's about, you know, cultivating something within you as opposed to trying to get rid of certain things because like, mm-hmm. everything has its purpose, even mm-hmm. the most heinous, you know, crime or or problem that you could be going through, it all has its, its higher purpose, but it mm-hmm. takes a stillness within to be able to see that. Yeah, you wrote another beautiful poem, I think, that speaks to this um, in Chapter four, 4 called The Time to Grow. Is it okay if I read it? Yes, yes, absolutely. I will never hate you, you say. Never use my words to verbally abuse you. Although you shitted on me, I didn't just say that. Effed me over. Wished I would die. I tried to shed the tears, but my soul wouldn't cry. Day after day, I ingested the pain, smiled in your face while you cursed out my name. But through all this sorrow, something was growing. You created a fighter without even knowing. The hate you showed toward me was my inspiration. I had to get out of hell, and you were my motivation. Thanks to you, I am a beautiful black woman. Though thought I would be just like you, who were you fooling? Now I sit back and watch me grow. My dreams being fulfilled. Thought you was killing me, but it's yourself you killed. Thanking God that I am. Mentally, physically, and spiritually strong. You gave me a story, but I made it a song. Yes. Yes. And all of our stories can be turned into something beautiful. There's nothing that can, you know, that's 
too far gone where it can't be turned into something beautiful. That's right. And and your book really invites us into a journey, whether, you know, we've been on a path for, for years and years, whether this is a new endeavor. Spirituality is a daily siege. <laughs> you know, yes, we have absolutely. to reapply every day because there is so absolutely. much of not that happening in the world that we really need practice. So take us through what we can expect when we find and open and read your book, and that will bring us up to the top of the hour. So my book really touches on many different topics from, you know, religion, spirituality, obviously, but also relationships and knowing how to, you know, when we're out constantly in search for the one is usually something that we're looking for within ourselves, and so it delves into that. Um, a lot more delves into gratitude and how gratitude can really shape your reality. It can really transform your reality by focusing on the things that you want to occur rather than the things that you don't have or you don't want to happen. You can really transform your life. And so I talk extensively about gratitude. Um, and then just, you know, moving beyond the illusions of the world of separation, of viewing the world um, through separation. I really like to view the world, the world in, a, in a way of oneness because I think that that's the true reality. We might see it might seem like we're separate from everything, we're separate from everyone, but in reality, we are truly one. And so, interacting with the world from a place of oneness is where I really like to um, like to talk about a lot in my book. Mm-hmm. And a beautiful book it is. Folks can get it wherever fine books are sold. Amazon.com, I believe, is available. Is that correct, yes. Kamaria? Yes, Great. it is. Mm-hmm. And you can go to her website, kamariapowell.wixsite.com forward slash website. If you can't remember all that, don't worry. Go to Marianne Live. Let us know. We'll send you the link. Uh, awesome. We're, com- we're coming up to the top of the hour. Kamaria, what do you want to leave us with today? I just want to leave everybody with, you know, go out and explore your spiritual identity. Don't feel like you have to be limited by what you were raised to believe or what society tells you to believe. Just go out and feel what resonates with you in your spirit and follow that. That's beautiful. Whether that's a yoga class, whether that's nature, whether it's a combo, whether you dance and spin, whether it's, you know, your animals. You know, follow Absolutely. that. I love that. That's beautiful advice, Kamari. We're so glad you made time to be with us today. We hope you Thank come back you. and join us again. Thank you. It's a privilege and an honor. I appreciate it. The time. We're right back at you. All right, everybody, sit tight. We're going to go to break. We'll be back for our wrap right after these messages. Thanks again to Kamari Appel. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Reynolds. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. 
Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store the original storage and organization store, and I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff, the container store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Welcome back, everybody. What a treat. I love talking about the divine. I, I think it's so fascinating, all the different ways that we come to find God, the divine, the, the great within, the without, as above, so will, all of it. Wherever you're at with any of that, we hope today's show inspired or plussed you in some way. We're glad you tuned in. You can get a copy of Kamaria's book uh, online at Amazon.com. Um, so here's what's going on next week. We've got a guy, Scott Stabile. I think that's how we pronounce his name, but he's written a book called Big Love. You don't want to miss that show. It's an amazing book, a great guest. He's going to be right here on Marian Live, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. And don't forget, we rebroadcast these programs on HealthyLife.net. You can also download them on iTunes, sort of like podcasts, and uh, go to MarianLive.com for more information. So last part of your practice, go do something good for somebody else. Don't let them know you did it. Feels great. Part of my spiritual practice. Um, maybe you'll make it part of yours if it isn't already. All right, everybody, wish you every blessing. Until next time, be well.